Welcome, everybody, to Moose Milk Podcast, episode 28. 28. I'll be your host, Ryan. I'm going to wait for Matt to join us. Takes him a few minutes to, to uh, jump in, but I uh, hope everybody's doing well. Friday night, well, technically Saturday morning here, and uh, we're going to be talking uh, the Loki finale, episode 6 of Loki, so if you haven't watched that, please be aware, there will be spoilers, so... We'll start the episode probably with what we've been doing, what we've been watching, and um, yeah, go into that. And um, yeah, next week we're going to do our uh, Black Widow spoiler cast, so preparing for that. And then, uh, yeah, we're going to do MODOK and What If starts the following week. So lots of Marvel goodness coming your way in the next three, four weeks, probably the rest of the year for the most part. And Matthew is here. What's up, buddy? Hey, man. How's it going? How you doing? Doing good. How are you? Yeah. Your back shitty, eh? Yeah, my back, uh, my back's hurt me again. Mm, that sucks. A lot of fun. A lot of fun. That's the hardest yeah. thing about, about, uh, <clears throat> your back is like once you hurt it once fuck man yeah yeah it's hard thing to bounce back from like it's a hard thing to like recover from 100 percent. there's always like that risk yeah it's like i can't turn my neck to the right really it really hurts when i turn my i can do it but it it doesn't feel great and uh my shoulder my right shoulder is just jacked so it's a lot of fun it's my my uh trap muscle in my back so Oh man, that sucks. Hopefully yeah. it's feeling better. Is your are you boozing at least and trying to <laughs> I have a beer. I'm hoping that you know, lightens the pain a little bit, but mm-hmm. I'm a little I also uh, I'm drinking a smoothie. So good. Wait a second. Where's your bubbly? There it is. <laughs> I'm covered. Hi, Nike boy, Jace. Uh, <laughs> and hey, yes, how's it going, man? I'm drinking this because it's, it's, it's like, I'm trying to not eat in the night. So it's like, this is basically eating, but like, at least yeah. I've got like good shit in it. So it's like. Sure, sure. So, uh, I finally got my, uh, Mass Effect helmet. Oh, you did? Oh my God. That's fucking humongous. <laughs> Pretty dope. That's. That's pretty sweet, man. I can't turn the other way, but yeah, it actually uh, lights up too. Mm. Don't know how well I was just gonna ask up, you if it lit up. That's sick. It goes red, That's really good. and then it goes blue. It does blue too. Cool. That's sweet, man. That's yeah. that looks. I like blue a lot better, but that looks dope. <clears throat> man, that's so yeah. cool. Man, if space was not an issue, props would become a huge problem for me. <laughs> yeah, well, I'm a huge Mass Effect fan, the video game, and um, yeah, so I paid for this bad boy, and pretty cool. That is very dope, man. That's super dope. That came in yesterday. <clears throat> That's cool. What did I get today? Today I got, I might have seen it on my stories, but I got these Star Wars figures. So, oh, very nice. 
Mm-hmm. Some Clone Wars vintage style cards, and yeah, that's cool, man. But they Toys R Us like canceled a bunch of people's orders, and then basically like reached out to everybody and was like, "We don't want to screw you over. We're gonna make sure you get what you order," kind of thing. So it was a bit more of a pain. Instead of it delivering to me, I had to go to the store. But still, like the fact that they actually they just didn't cancel it and be like, nah, fuck you. That's what pretty much everybody else does. Yeah. So it's like Amazon. I just don't understand. I don't understand why these companies take pre-orders if they're not willing to fulfill them. I know. It makes no sense. Like, you would think that whatever company they're ordering from would say, like, hey, you are getting 10 of these you can take 10 pre-orders or yep. like whatever you want to do as a store. And that's the max. If you take more pre-orders than that, then that's on you. Like we're, yep. we're n- nothing we can do about that. Yeah. And then, so they take 10 pre-orders and then cut it off and say, oh, when we get our next shipment, you know, then we'll let you know kind of thing. Like, I don't understand why these companies go, Hey, we're getting maybe seven of these. We're going to take 37 pre-orders and then cancel 30 people and make them angry. It's weird because I guess it's just maybe from working in grocery and seeing how it yeah. works. And it's just like, I don't understand why companies don't do that. Like, if you do a pre-order for something and then like, it, it's like the demand seriously outweighs the supply. Why right. wouldn't you be? I guess it's probably different for something like a video game console where like, if there's a lot more to making it than like an action figure, you know what I mean? And like, but like for me, when I look at action figure stuff and I see shit get canceled, it frustrates me because it's like, if you know you have 400 million people wanting this and you only have right. are on pace to make like 300 million, wouldn't you, especially because it's a pre-order that far out, like, wouldn't you think that it would make sense to, to, like tell the company, hey, there's way more demand for this. It's still nine months away. Like adding more yeah. production to the line is not the the time consuming part of that process. You know what I mean? Right, it, right. it frustrates the shit out of me when shit gets canceled. And and like it happens to a lot of my friends. Like I just saw Astonishing NR, which I think is Chris, a, a guy Chris who runs it. And like yeah. they've been talking about G.I. Joe a lot on their podcast because it's the the action figures they get scalped like crazy. Right, right. It's so fucking we're, frustrating. We're seeing that right now with like uh, PS5s and yes. Xbox Series Xs. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. like the demand is way, way more than they can even produce. But like, yeah. in that, in that regard, like, there's a chip shortage, like a massive microchip shortage, and that's what's that's stopping. what's causing. Yeah, that's what's causing. But for something like an action it. figure, there's no reason they can't press more and manufacture yeah. more. To the me, molds like, are already done. It's just. Right, exactly. Numbers. It's just a and matter anything, of, it would make of it running cheaper them. for them. It would make it cheaper for right. them to be able to to add more plastic to the to the order. So No, exactly. Like to me, <laughs> that's a company going, we have to hit a whatever September first deadline to make these. Why don't we take the pre orders ahead of time, see what the demand is from the product, yeah. and then manufacture that amount plus, you know, five percent more to put in stores. What a concept. Yeah. <laughs> Like, it doesn't make any sense to me. It's like, let's see what the demand is, manufacture that at least that amount, and then add 10% so that the store shelves have something to put on it. And boom, you're done. Like, I don't understand why these companies can't figure this out. I know. It's fucking frustrating, man. It's so fucking frustrating. 
And I understand like probably COVID has had like a huge effect <laughs> on manufacturing and, totally. and these plants and stuff, especially if they're getting manufactured in, you know, like Japan or, or, or something like that. Right. Where, um, you know, it may, it very well may have affected the factory or they may have had no break or whatever, but then don't announce the release date, push the release date until you, the time you need to manufacture them. There's a company that makes figures. I know you don't really know a whole lot about the action figure side of it, but there's no. a company called Mafex that makes like really articulated, awesome figures. They're awesome, but they're like super frustrating. So I'll give you an example. I pre-ordered a man. They're always, they always come out like a year after whatever you're buying it from came out. So like Mandalorian season one Mando, I ordered it like it's already, it's almost a year delayed. And it's like every month they're just like, here's another delay. Here's another delay. And it's yeah. just like, why don't you just say, honestly, it, it bites me more to get a, a notice every month saying you're delaying it again than yeah. for you to just be like, it's indefinitely delayed. We'll let you know when it's coming. Like, I, I would no, rather and that's just exactly not be what in my I mean. mind. But it's so fucking frustrated, right? Because when you, when you announce delay, it's just frustrating people. If you gave, say... Say you wanted it to be out September 1st, but then push it. If you don't think you can hit September 1st, don't announce September 1st as your release date. Push totally. it till October 1st, and that gives you a 30-day period to, to, you know, flex. But every time you delay something, it just makes people more and more angry and more yeah. and more unlikely to pre-order your next product because you just keep pushing it. You're just costing yeah. yourself money at that point and, and customers. Yeah, yeah, I it's, I, it's, I don't understand. It's the same as video games, right? Like, there's so many times with video <clears> games, <throat> they announce the release date, and they'll be like, uh, this game's coming out November 1st. And then the, two months before it's ready to go, we can't hit that date. We have to push it to March 1st. And it's like, well, then why did you announce the date? I understand, like, a lot of these corporations and, and companies have shareholders that they're yep, trying to... They have to answer to. Yeah, they have to appease in, in whatever regard. But at, at some point, the shareholders have to understand that you're actually just pissing off your customer base by keeping pushing things. And I, I just don't get it. Yes. Cyberpunk, Cyber. for sure. A hundred percent. Yeah. I don't, I've never, the game Cyberpunk it, got delayed. Like all the shit that happened with it. So six times and the game's broken still a year after release. Like, yeah, it's, it's ridiculous. Like to me that there's nothing okay about that. Like, and, and this no. is coming from someone who is not a gamer, but there's no right. way that someone should be paying $80 for a brand new video game that is not finished. Like, that is completely unacceptable, in my opinion. 100%. And it's sad to see that that's becoming such a regular thing. Because I know that was an it's issue. every day now. Yeah, see, that's crazy to me. Like, if you can't put out a, a new video product, game, a new video game in Canada costs $79.99 90% of the time. So with taxes, you're looking at about $87. Bucks. Um... And 90% of the time, the game comes out day one and is a broken mess in some regard. Either online isn't working right, the servers can't handle the amount of players, or the game is glitchy and doesn't, doesn't operate correctly. Very few games come out working day one. And then they patch it, and they patch it, and they patch it, and then eventually it works. But my point is, is all the people that bought the game day one are your hardcore fans that wanted a product day one, and you're putting it out in a really bad manner. Yeah. It just completely takes your hype, your your interest in the product, and their future products completely gone. So, bringing it back to to action figures, like if that product comes out and it's not done the way you expected, 
or like up to the quality you expected. Now you waited, you know, three months after through a delay and then you get the product and it's still not great or it's still not what you wanted. People would do, would return that product or people yep. would say like, I'm not buying your next product. Like you don't go buy a car. You don't go buy a, a new brand new car and they go, Hey, uh, we forgot your steering wheel. That's going to come down in three months. Like you're buying a product. You expect that product to work from square yeah. one period. Especially when they're expensive. And that's like what those yeah. Mayfax figures that I was talking about, like it's the best example because honestly, when I think about it, I'm like, I can't even buy something from them because I can't support like they're, they're still soliciting right. new product all the time. Right. But it's just like, yeah. One of my I favorite podcasts. Like, it's so fucking good that like, I can't not get it. <laughs> it's like, yeah. Like what I do with their product now is like, I literally, like you don't have to pre-order. You don't have to pay when you pre-order, you pay when you ship. Right. But I've gotten to the point now where like, I can't rely on their release dates so much that like I prepaid for all, I went back and prepaid for all of my Mayfex stuff. I think I've got like 13 or 14 things that are way overdue, like at least three months, three to uh, 10 months overdue. Yeah, that's, that's ridiculous. But the thing is, is, if I don't, then like what happens when I do get like five figures dropped on me at once? It's like, I don't have that. I mean, I do have that kind of money, but yeah. it's not like I don't want to. That's not how I like. To yeah. Spend but all, if money, all of a sudden right? you're dishing out $300, yeah. that's ridiculous. Yeah. Yeah. Well, these ones One are my favorite expensive. Podcasts. They're like 115 bucks a pop Canadian. So they're like expensive. Yeah. That's a lot of money. Yeah. Um, right, I listen to a PlayStation podcast called Sacred Symbols. Um. It's all about PlayStation. It's like a hardcore PlayStation podcast. But um, they always say, like, speak with your wallet. The only thing these corporations understand is you not supporting them in in the future and not giving them the money in your pre-orders, so on and so forth. And, like, more as I grow older and older and I get less into, like, the hype of a new product and the less into, like, the marketing of products where, like, you know, that's the marketer's job. That's that's the head of the company's job is to hype you up to buy this next thing on, on launch. And... The less and less I get away from that, the more happier I am because I I, I quickly yeah. realize a lot of these games and stuff that come out a month after release date, they're 50% off. You can find them cheap. Yep. Um, by that time, they're working, they're polished, they've been patched into a working condition. And a lot of the <clears throat> like uh, websites that do reviews and stuff like that have, have told you what the quality of the product is by that point. So you know what you're buying, you know? Yeah, and yeah totally. That that's where I'm heading is is like from now on maybe I'm not gonna buy a product from CD Projekt Red who who released Cyberpunk. Their next project I'm probably not gonna release buy it at release because I don't yeah. trust them anymore. Yeah. They've lost my the, well, my fandom. And it's proven their history has proven that like they can't be relied on like you you can't buy that product day one and get a quality experience exactly. out of it. Like it's it's destined to fail. It's destined to let you down. So it's just like, why, why be so engaged and, and, you know, support that. Right. But it's like, that's why I totally agree. That's where I'm at with star Wars figures. Like the, one of those ones I got those Obi, that Obi-Wan I got like the paint job on it is like dog shit. Like it's so terrible. It's like his armor is like completely missed at the bottom. So it's still, it's all like beige, the color of his, clothes but then like it's supposed to be white like it's just like you can see the print was like just off but i saw it was like a wide issue with that figure like a lot of people are having the same issues and it's like to me 
they're expensive figures for what they are. Like they're not expensive, but they're like, you know, I think yeah. they just went up, they went up to like $34 Canadian before tax. That's a lot. Like, that's, that's a lot of money. And like, they're yep. taking away articulation. They used to have double jointed knees. Now they have single. And it's just like, that's, you're taking away, you're giving us less and less. And then you give us this shit quality stuff. And like, it was one of those days where today it was like, I've been slowly thinking about like stepping away from the Hasbro Star Wars stuff. Yep. Because for that reason, I'm like, I, I just don't, it's not that I don't have the money. It's that like, right. I don't see the value in it anymore. And like, I'm pretty yeah. happy with my Star Wars collection outside of like a handful of Mandalorian characters I still really want. But like, you know, once I get like those, you know, last maybe 10 figures on my list, like I could happily step away from Star Wars and just pick out like import shit as they really like do like other companies other than Hasbro does it kind of thing. Right. So, yeah. See, like to me. <laughs> Disney should be stepping in and going, you know, your quality, like at Hasbro, your quality isn't up to our par. And we're going to seek out another manufacturer to start manufacturing our, our, our action figures because you're not doing them to the quality we expect and our fans expect. Like it takes somebody stepping in like that. And it, like a corporation yeah. like Disney, there is zero reason they can't make bomb figures because they have infinite amount of cash. It's not so, it, the the issue for me is not that the figures aren't still good. They're still good quality, and that's not that's not the issue. The issue is is that they're compromising what they've been doing. They've been doing this line for six years, and like, or maybe even more now, <clears throat> and they're compromising that quality, but they're charging yeah. us more to do so. It's not so it's like, yeah, it's yeah, it's. It's annoying. And I was just like, today was one of those days where it's like, it's been on my mind. And then I got, I saw that Obi-Wan and I was just like, this is seriously dog shit. Like, honestly, yeah, I shouldn't have to fix this. Like, I should. Well, yeah, no, I agree with you. It, it takes somebody like you and, you know, people <clears throat> on social media that have a following and, and people that care about these products to actually speak up and say like, you know, just because I, I love action figures doesn't mean I have to support company x you know this big corporation like there's a lot of big corporations i love and make quality products and like i own a sony television i own so place all every playstation system like i love sony products but if they start putting out substandard quality things i'm not going to support them anymore you lose my money like that's just the way it is yeah, I agree. Uh, Mercury More Customs is saying that the Black Series figures, those are the Hasbro ones, are dwindling with, especially with articulation. I really only buy older release clones. Yeah, so like he's saying, is like the older stuff, go back like a year and a half, like every figure had double jointed knees, but now they yeah. switched it to like a single and it's like, you can't get really good action poses out of them. And like, they all have like hand job hands, which I get because they all hold weapons, but it's like, because they don't hand have, al- because they don't have <laughs> alternate hands, I have like a full shelf full of characters looking like they're going to give a hand job. And it's like, yeah, yeah. It, I guess well, it works for in some circumstances. But sure, like, sure, sure. Depends what kind of action set you want to set up, you know? <laughs> the cantina could have played out very differently. Can I Yeah, hand job hands with- over lightsabers if you get my drift. <laughs> Yeah, they're all dancing in the club, double fisting. Uh, That's really good. So Um, as usual, we got off to a completely off topic. Yeah, twenty minute rant. (laughs) Hold my lightsaber, astonishing says. No, it takes it takes a a competitive other corporation though to step in. Like I don't know a lot about action figures. 
but it's going to take company X stepping in and, and saying, fuck you Hasbro, we're going to make a $34.99 action figure that's three times the quality of yours and people jumping and buying their thing and Hasbro realizing like, hey, there's comp- competitors out there and we have to step up our game or I think that, take I think that that can't happen though because I'm pretty sure the way it works is they sell the license. So like, for example, yes. like in that's six what they do inch, with video games too. Yeah, so like in six inch scale, like Hasbro is the only one that can do Star Wars figures yeah, at a six true. inch scale with like to a certain price point. So like once yeah. I think it hits like 80 bucks or something, then Bandai comes in, which is one of the import figures from right. Japan who yeah, will yeah. come in and, and like, but to me, like, when it's a main character, like I almost always get the Bandai ones because they have alternate hands. So again, like right. you know, my Hans and my Lukes and my Leia's and my Chewies, yep. they they're not all left with this. They've got neutral hands. They've got like like force pushing hands. They, you know what I mean? Like it's. And if I know Chewie, he loves his hands like this. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> That's so funny. Um, <laughs> What have you so been watching? Anything? How was your vacation? I- vacation was good. It was super, super hot though, and like yeah, yeah. Thankfully, it's been cool here. It's been rainy as fuck. You missed today was today was the first day here that it's been like cool. Like I I went out for a smoke and like actually wore a hoodie. Like it's like cool. Oh enough. wow. Yeah, it's, it's only cool. uh, it's only seventeen degrees here, so it's pretty. Oh, pretty it's like twenty four here, but. Oh yeah, yeah. So like when we were in the Okanagan, we went up to we went up to Kelowna and we stayed right on the water. It's like it's super nice, but it's just like it's it's kind of more of like a thing for like if you had like a boat. Like we didn't really have a boat or anything, right? Because it's like you have a dock right on the back, and like we had like access to the lake, which was really nice. But like the Wi-Fi was super slow. Like we were trying to watch movies, and it was just like we could. They had Netflix and stuff, but like. The TV they had, like the speakers were blown, and like, yeah. So it was like all the lows were like super muffled, and all the highs were like screeching loud. And it's just like, ugh. Had to pretty much watch everything with subtitles. But yeah, we just watched like I didn't watch anything new. Like I, we kind of revisited like some of the ones we always watched together as a family. Like we watched Meet the Fockers. We watched. I watched a bunch of Arrested Development. Nice. so yeah, so it was it was pretty good. But like other than that, like you know, this week was simple. I watched uh, Black Widow again with my father in law, who was like completely lost. He was like, "What the fuck is this?" That's um, awesome. <laughs> and um, what else? And Bad Batch and and Loki. That's all I pretty much have been up yeah. to this week. So nothing wrong though with that, man. You need a little break from television sometimes, you know. I even took a break from customizing too. The situation, it just the setup was like not good. Like yeah, the yeah. ceiling was like it was like loft style. So Kate's parents were like seeping like above, but the ceiling was open. So like when I had lights on, I like felt bad because I was like yeah, I stayed yeah, up super yeah. late, right? And it's just like I couldn't like the lighting, even the lighting itself was shit, and I just I couldn't see anything. And I was like, you know what? I just gotta. Yeah. This is just gonna be a week of just chill out. Like that's all I can. Yeah, do. sometimes you need to just unplug one hundred percent. Yeah, totally, totally. So what about you? What did you watch this week? Um, so hold on one sec. Uh, hold on. Yeah. So this guy, uh, sorry, uh, Mercury More Customs uh, was talking about Bethesda. And like, yeah, I totally agree. Fallout 76 was dog shit. Bethesda has fallen <laughs> off a cliff with uh, hey, what's Bethesda? their quality. Um, Bethesda makes Fallout and um, oh, okay. Elder Scrolls. Okay, video game. Mostly RPG games. 
Um, but yeah, no, uh, they've, their, their quality's falling off the cliff. I totally agree with you. Um, yeah, so this week I watch basically nothing other than a reality show from Australia called The Block. Hmm. Um, it's on Amazon Prime if anybody's interested. Um, it's a competitive reality show where they renovate houses. Um, basically there's five teams of two. They all get a separate house and then week to week they have to renovate a set room. So it'll be like living room cool. week or master bedroom week or whatever. And are they these all have guys a set like, budget. are these guys all like trained to do this? Like, is no. this like, it's <laughs> amateurs. <laughs> but like some of, some of them have skill sets. <laughs> like, like sometimes one member of the team will be like an interior designer. Um, or like one member will be like a plumber or a carpenter or whatever, but generally it's amateur people who, you know, are into renovating, but um, not, not necessarily professionals at it, but they get a set budget. They all have the same budget. So it'll be like, you have a hundred thousand dollars to renovate this house basically, but it's always like high end housing. And basically at the end of the week, there's judges that come in and judge all the rooms and the winner, the best room gets another $10,000 towards the renovation. And then at the end of the season, they get to auction off the houses. And if it sells above the reserve price, they get to keep that money. So if, if the house is up for $1.4 million and the auction, they make $2 million, they get 600 grand. That's, that's really cool. Yeah. So it's very Australian. Um, Everybody on it's Australian. Like it's, 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 very Australian. Like they have a lot of slang terms that you probably won't catch on right yeah. away. But I may, it's, I may um, get some of them just because I that podcast I listen to, those guys are awesome. Yeah, they um, always say a lot of stuff. So it's like they call McDonald's in Australia Maccas. <laughs> it's very weird. They always go like, We're going down to the Maccas, and I'm like, Maccas. What the fuck? And then yeah, it's McDonald's. But on the actual sign, like the drive through signs at some of the McDonald's, it literally says Maccas on it. Weird. That's so weird. Yeah, it's super weird. But, um, yeah, anyway, so I love this reality show. It has, like, 16 seasons or something like that. But um, I think only, like, 14 are on, on Amazon Prime. But um, I, I've only watched from season seven on. So I would I recommend starting somewhere in there because some of the really, really old seasons are, like, from, like, 2000. So they're probably pretty dated. Nice. But, um, yeah, if you're into reality shows and, like, uh, home renovation and stuff like that, it's a really interesting show to watch. But the seasons yeah, are very, very long very long like 50 episode season so whoa damn yeah that's a lot it's on four times a week in australia so mm. um it's like bet- usually between 50 and 60 episodes a season wow that's a yeah. lot that's a lot and they're like hour-long episodes so mm. it's yeah, a lot okay. to partake in but um it's actually just really really like cool like three episodes are basically them renovating that the room the and then room? the last episode is like the judging so you get to really see like step by step of like how a room is built and like all the like little intricate things that you need to think of when renovating and stuff like that. So it's it's a really cool thing if you're into like room design and yeah. um you know just like lighting and 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 where you place like outlets in the room and, and um windows and 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 curtains and like all that kind of stuff like how you dress a room appropriately to get judged well is like I don't know I find it very intriguing. So yeah. That's pretty that's cool. I, that's yeah. is that all you've been watching? You just been fucking yeah. I watched twenty five <laughs> episodes of that this week. Oh, um, I watched the Fear Street movies as well. Actually, oh, last yes, Friday actually, or Saturday. Um, astonishing, who's on here? Like, I'm pretty sure it's Chris. It's not Elvin, but um, 
he, he on their podcast, he was mentioning that he had watched Fear Street. We actually just turned it on, but we were not really feeling it. We both love the soundtrack, though. Soundtrack was fucking Soundtrack amazing. is awesome. Mm. Um, it's very, um, the first, there's three, three movies. So we only, um, we only started the first one. I think we got like, yeah. So one takes place in, I think, 1994. Yeah. The other one takes place in like, 84 and then like yeah. the last one takes place in like 1666 or something yeah but um it's very the first one's very like um kind of scream-esque it's like kind of a parody on like a slasher film and then the second one's very much um like friday the 13th type style movie i haven't oh, cool. watched the third one yet but um if you're into like horror, it's 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 a fun horror flick. Like it, I I don't think it's like great. Like it's not like a ten, but yeah, yeah, like sure. it's a solid seven five eight eight out of ten for me. Like I think they're fun fun horror films. We when we started watching, we were both like, who would stalk in a bookstore in the dark? It seems like weird. <laughs> like there's a lot there's of reasons like, behind really... it though. You you find out more later in the movie. Ah. I wondered if that might be the case. Yeah. Because we were both like, this is like, this is like can't be bad. It's like. Yeah. Well, they're based off R.L. Stein books, right? Yes. Yes. I did know that. And I, like, again, I knew that because of Astonishing. Yeah. Like, were talking about it. If, if you remember as a kid reading like Goosebump books or the Fear Street books, that's what these are based off of. I don't think they're based directly off of uh, an individual book. book. I think yes. they're just adapted yeah, yeah. from the name kind of thing but um yep. they're very campy in that like 90s way but right. the soundtracks are awesome like they got Soundtrack's a lot of big so names for yeah. both movies like a lot of 80s and 70s songs a lot of 90s songs so it's 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 really good soundtrack but i can't wait it's to very hear the stranger what? I can't wait to hear the per- I can't wait to hear the period accurate soundtrack for the 1600s episode. Yeah. It's only uh, <laughs> flutes and <laughs> yeah, that's exactly what it would be. It's, I can't wait. Cookie I'll watch that probably tonight. Maybe I don't know. I'm, I, I'll see how I feel after this. But <laughs> anyway, we should probably talk Loki because we're 30 minutes into this thing. So yes, so good. Okay, so Loki finale. Okay, if you so- haven't watched it. Yeah, spoilers. We're going to talk spoilers. Spoilers. So I have to tell everybody that I enjoyed this episode, but I have some reservations. But I actually steered clear of having conversations with Ryan. Yeah, we haven't talked at all about it. So that way I did not want, because I didn't want to know. Because last week when I talked to him and he told me he didn't love episode five, I was like, man. (laughs) So this week I was like, I'm not even, I'm not. Yeah. I'm not. We haven't talked at all. At all. Today was the first day we've talked all week. Really. I loved it. Did you? That's yeah. Good. I'm surprised, but I'm. That's good. I'm glad. Okay. You... Um. I think. I think there could be improvements. Yeah. Me too. I don't think it was perfect. Me too. I agree. But I really liked the lore building. I really liked. Me too. Um. I thought the dialogue was really well written. Very um. Good. I love the actor they got to portray. Um. Kang. Yeah. Um, I don't, I don't know his name. I apologize. I should have looked it up. I think, I um, think this version of him is supposed to be Immortus, but well, I think they didn't specifically name him for the simple fact that I think all his variants are going to have different, different names. names. I, apparently, again, it's like I know who Kang is. I have a vague yeah, idea of what he does in the comics, 
but like yeah. that is literally it like i don't know a whole lot but from what i've gathered from recent reading it sounds like kang is not the name he always goes by it really just depends on which version of him you get so yeah so uh, mercury and customs in the, in the comment uh jonathan majors is the actor's name jonathan majors yeah yeah and um, uh i think they called him he who remains or something he who, yeah he who remains right um yeah, so I agree with you. I, I don't know a ton about Kang. I, I've read up a lot um, on Kang like over the last couple weeks. And it seems to me like in the comics, they've done a lot of um, backtracking and, and changed characters yes. to fit into Kang. Like It seems like always the original intention for certain characters wasn't to be a, a variant of Kang or whatever. And then they've kind of changed uh lore to make it fit into like being kang so um i think they're probably going to go that route where there's going to be a lot of of characters who are, are just differently named and one of them will be kang and i assume that's going to be who takes over the tva like i assume that's going to be like the ultimate you know version of this character or whatever but yeah i'm 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 uh, the the tva part is where i i am questioning kind of how this all falls into play because with that he who remains gone yep. then like what happens with the tva like uh, like what purpose could they even have at that point because without him pulling the strings wouldn't they they like it's not like the tva is something like they can't really do anything if they don't have him right like isn't he the one who kind well, of well okay so um astonishing in the in the comments said it felt like the last scene in the matrix and i i, I was actually going to say a lot of this felt like the Matrix. Like a yeah, lot of this episode felt like the Matrix. Um, but yes, no, I I took it more as he was running the TVA, but he was keeping the rest of his his variants at bay by pruning the timelines. Now that yes. the timelines are free, in that last scene of the episode, it showed the statues within the TVA, and it looked like Change. him now. My yep. assumption is another variant of him is now back running the TVA and is in yes. charge, and that's why all the statues resemble him. Yeah, that would um, make sense. But somehow he has reset people within the TVA to not remember Loki. Because right. Mobius and um, yeah, Agent B-52 or whatever the fuck her name is um, doesn't... Shack. Exactly. It's going to be constantly B-52 now after last week. Um <laughs> I, I, they clearly didn't know who Loki was, so I'm assuming yeah. they had some kind of reset within the TVA where they, he mind wiped them or whatever. But, um, like, even the whole scene when he's uh, offering them to base, or uh, Miss Minutes is offering them basically to reinsert them into the timeline. I was yeah. like, this is straight out of Matrix. Like, right, yeah. the whole, like, the agents resetting, the, uh, reinserting, um, I can't remember his name, Cyrus, out of the, in, in the Matrix to put him back into the matrix and like all that. And like, he's out eating dinner with the agent and everything. I'm like, this is right out of the matrix. Like this yeah. is very matrix esque. Um, I really liked it, but like, yeah, I felt like the TVA stuff fell very flat. Yeah, me too. That's, that's really my two, my two only gripes with the way this went was yeah. I felt like I was gypped of any answers of I had about the TVA and yep. I, I felt gypped of a, a post-credit scene. Totally. <laughs> um, we don't have to go there. I agree with you 100% there. I felt 
why didn't we get more answers about um, Judge Renslayer there? I felt like they set that up and then they didn't really go anywhere with it. Like I kind of associate we, that with the TVA because I feel I kind of at the at, like in episode five, I kind of felt more like she was going to have a part of what was happening with the TVA. So like, yeah, I, I kind of associate that those things together. But I agree, like we got nothing. Well, we got that she has a variant within the timeline that she's like a principal yeah, at school. We, we already knew, but that. like people were all variants though. No, I know, but my point is, is like they showed that scene, but then they did nothing with it, and then. Well, I think the idea of them showing the scene was because I didn't actually notice this until my second viewing, but like, at one point when Mobius walks back in after coming back, he walks into yep. her office and he shows her the pen that they like must have stole from her desk. Yeah. I think the only thing it kind of would show is that she realized she knew what it was, so she must have known that they were all variants. So I feel like that's the only right. thing that I kind of got out of that. But I also, that if they reset everybody within the TVA and they're mind wiped and they don't know what's going on again, then what's the point? What was the point of that scene if they're, they're not going to remember it now? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel like in that circumstance, it only helped, uh, um, what's her name, B-52 escape, yeah. wasn't it? Because that was, that's how what she used to kind of get more of the TV agents on her side. But yes, I agree. Ultimately, it didn't matter. Yeah, I, I mean, I felt we got gypped of Mobius scenes. I think no you know, to have an actor like Owen Wilson and not have him be a part really of the show, like no the Jets last team. majority of the season, I feel was a huge miss. Yes. How we didn't get that scene. I mean, clearly they're, they're saving it for season two or, or future seasons. That but... seriously better be the fucking theme song background picture of him be just amazing. like riding a, a jet ski. Do like a, a, um, a Baywatch parody where he's like <laughs> running down the beach and then he's got jumped on the jet ski to rescue somebody. And that was like, he was actually, uh, uh, he was actually like, that was his job in the real world in his timeline. And he was like a, a surfer Baywatch dude. <laughs> that'd be awesome yes, that would be amazing <laughs> like even if they went and I know this is like really off off what we're talking about but like even if they brought it to a point where um, kind of like WandaVision where they did like all these different TV series based around characters within like these storylines so they did like a, a whole fake episode of like Owen Wilson as like a Baywatch star <laughs> and like you know what I mean like they could do like really weird like 80s like parody shows of like just basically what they did with WandaVision of all these different characters I, love, I think it would be super fun I would love fun. to just see them do like 15 minute one shots with some of the yeah, they're gonna have that, to that too, doing, yeah they're gonna have to start doing shit like that because they're gonna have so many characters just sitting by the wayside oh I totally agree so, they're mm. I mean I have had this discussion with people at work too where I find it very odd that without spoiling Black Widow is they're clearly setting up you know the next era of of all these characters but it seems like almost every lead character now is female which i find is fine but i find it very bizarre that like it's not more balanced in any regard um but i guess what do we well yeah i guess we can't really well i i don't want to spoil anything but like i look at like hulk right clearly they're setting up hulk to be she hulk yeah, totally um um um, Iron Man. Clearly, I assume his daughter is going to be the next Iron Man. 
or uh, Iron Heart, Iron Heart, Iron Heart, right? But again, it's also female. But yes, sure. Um, you know, uh, Hawkeye. Clearly, they're I assume setting it up that his daughter's going to be Hawkeye. Uh, no, yeah, no, it's not his daughter. It's Ashley Barton. It's a, and I don't know a lot about the character. It's not his daughter though. I don't know anything about the character. Yeah, but the fact that we got the scene in Endgame of him training his daughter how to shoot the bow and arrow, I assume that's where they're they're heading. It's it's not. They've already it's shooting right now. They're they've hired somebody to play uh, Kate Bishop's. Oh, okay. Kate Bishop's her name actually. That's right. Okay. Well, yeah. I don't know. I'm just saying, like, a lot of these characters are going. It's still a female. You know, like <laughs> Thor. Yeah. They're setting up Natalie For Portman game. to be the next Thor. Like, yeah. I, I just find like. It's like, okay, like I get it, but I don't know. I, I just feel like it's becoming very unbalanced. Yeah. I, I, I mean, let's put it this way. This is the way I kind of look at it is like, uh, to me, if the stories are compelling, I don't care if there isn't a dick in sight. Cause like, it, it oh, just doesn't no. matter. To, it doesn't matter to me. And like, it, again, like, when I look, I know, I'm not, I know, I'm just saying that like, I'm not, I'm not trying to just dis, dis, disempower I know. anybody. I just look at it as the opposite side is like, look at Avengers 1. It's four guys and a girl, right? So it's like, to sure. me, to see four girls and a guy, it doesn't really like, it's not going to phase me that much. It's just like, if the, just as long as the stories don't get to the point where it's like, hey, forcing the agenda down your throat, as long as the stories stay good and the movies stay good and they, they don't get preachy to me, like, I don't, I don't care. Like, it doesn't, I don't care. I know you don't either, but I'm just, like, no. for me saying, I don't, I don't care. Black Panther too, right? Like yeah. now that Chadwick Boseman has passed, they're clearly going to hand that over to uh, his sister in the movie or whatever. I would assume. I, so, I don't think clearly. See, to me, that one's the only one that like I just can't put my finger on because it's like I don't know if Shiri as a character is strong enough to take a lead. But like, I, I also think of like you know maybe someone like Mbaku might be a good choice for that. But then sure. I also think, especially now that we're time hopping all over the place. You sure, know, it what, could be a, like, a whole different variant. Michael B. Jordan. Like, we could even see Michael B. Jordan. That'd be awesome. You know, like, how great would that be, right? Like, I love Michael if, B. Jordan. Put him too. in... I, I, That was my favorite part of Black Panther was Michael uh -huh. B. Jordan. So fucking... Me too. I would love that if they use that as a, a way to bring him in as, as Black Panther. That'd be fucking dope. Yep. That'd be great. So he maybe comes from a timeline where um, uh, T'Challa... Uh, you know, was never born or was killed or something like that, right? And the next or reverse the roles, killed. yeah, or that too, yeah, totally. T'Challa grew up in like wherever it was, you know, L.A. or whatever, and 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 he grew up in in um, Wakanda. You know, they just probably wouldn't be able to write Chadwick in because he's not. No, but they don't have to show Chadwick. They could just right. they could just right. do that saying. through like subtext Story. or you know yeah. whatever. But yeah. Yeah, yeah, um. No, that'd be awesome. I, I I don't know. Like I said, I don't have a problem with it. I just find it very bizarre that that that's the direction they're heading. Like I think, <clears throat> I think everything should be balanced in a way where we need we need male leads, we need female leads, we need we need you know black leads, we need white leads, we need Asian leads. We need a balance of everything. And I think if you go too far in one direction, it can it can kind of skew the storytelling in a way where I think we're yeah. going to get a very one note Marvel. And I feel like it needs to be more varied. I think they're already in a in a spot where they're at a risk of everything feeling the same. And I think the more variance you have in in identities and races and sexuality and all that stuff, the better because you can tell way more dynamic stories that way. 
Yeah, I I don't disagree. So I just but like and again we'll talk more about this next week when we do Black Widow. But like yep. uh you know, we both are I feel like we we've had the conversation. We're very much on the same page of where we what we feel about that movie. You know, even yep. rewatching it for a, a second time and I'll be rewatching it for a third time next week. Uh, yeah, I'm going to rewatch it before we do the podcast. In anticipation. So like yeah, I I I've already started taking notes, but there's a lot of stuff where I'm just like, eh. and, uh, you know, I, we're straying, but like, I'm not in a yeah. rush tonight, but like Chris, uh, just meant, or astonishing just said, when you change too much, you'll lose all the classic fans, but at the same time, they want to catch new fans. So again, sorry to keep going back to their podcast, but like this week's podcast, they were talking about, uh, X-Men and like, I don't know how, how much you catch things in the comics, but like about, five or six years ago they basically outed Iceman as being gay and like um you know I I thought in the at the time the context that maybe they did it like for the most part kind of worked but like there were some things that I didn't love but whatever it didn't feel forced to me but what he was talking about was they they're doing this new thing right now called the Hellfire Gala and it's basically like all the X-Men have like these like bougie like designer costumes instead of having like action figure or superhero costumes yes. they have like and they made Iceman wearing like high heels and Chris was talking so Chris is, is gay and he was talking about how he's like we're not all like like that and like it doesn't and he was yeah. basically saying like it's so it seems so like forced like in that yeah, way yeah, yeah. right and it's just like and that's what like he just said like when you change too much you lose it like you'll lose the, the people right well I just like, think I, I mean, as a straight man, I I, I, I I don't know how people want to be represented, but I think you should have many different varied representations of everything. Like, yeah. I, I think when you, you say this is our lead gay character and you're going to put him in high heels, I think you're going to lose a certain members of the gay community for that. Like, I think you run a risk of, of, of losing fans regardless of what you do. But you can't make it feel forced. Like it has to be a natural progression for the character or yeah. fit their plot. And I think, you know, you always run the risk of, of, of pushing away fans. But I also think it's cool to just do a lot of very different things and make everything feel like its own, its own thing. And, and when you have 15 female leads, I think you're going to run the risk of everything feeling the same. Yeah. But- I, I definitely do not. I, I agree with you on that. hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. But anyway, um, yeah, Loki. I thought, I thought Loki's finale was really good. Um, <laughs> but like, okay, I love so the dialogue. Let, we'll, we'll use that as our jumping point back in. Did you, what did you think of female Loki's uh, story? Like as a whole through this whole thing, like where do you land on Sylvie? I like her as an actress. I like the character um i feel like there was never a spark between her and tom hiddleston ever i never felt that they were dynamic as a love interest i never felt the sexual chemistry between them i never i couldn't buy into it i i don't i didn't feel the heat between the actors at all Mm. um maybe that's a my problem thing but I feel like a lot of times when you see characters interacting, even in acting, you can feel the the sexual tension between the characters if they're actually, um, you know, a romantic interest in the show. And um, I never got that between them 
Now, saying that, I think there she was very one note. She's clearly a very non-trusting, um, willing to backstab version yeah. of Loki, and like obviously Loki's the same way. But I was, I'm not sure what she wants to achieve anymore. She killed Kang, and or whatever you know, the one who remains, and um. I don't know what her next step is as a character. Does she re- try to rejoin the TVA? Does she does she realize she fucked up and goes to find Loki now? Like I don't I don't know what her next step is because she's achieved her goals and we really yes. don't know what 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 the next step is. Yes, her her her, her arc has been resolved at this point. Like, right. And I find that weird because every other character's arc wasn't resolved in any meaningful way, really. Mm-hmm. I mean, Loki has learned a lot as a character throughout the show, but I always still feel like in the back of his mind, he's still trying to find a way to to take over, to backstab. Like, I still feel like he was, he, you know, in, even in the end of the, of the episode, she thought he was he was wanting the throne again, and he's like, yes. no. But in my back of my mind, I was like, is he saying no because he's trying to manipulate the situation, or is he saying no because he actually means no? Um and I, ne- I, I guess that's like the distrust of the characters. You're never really supposed to know where he stands, but I didn't really feel overly compelled for either character, to be honest. Like, if I like Tom Hiddleston as an actor, but if they said this was the end of Loki's arc, I, I would have been fine with that if they would have ended it in a conclusive way. Um, did you clearly? See, I mean, did you see what not, he said? But, did you see what he said about playing Loki? That he'd do it forever. Yeah, that's funny. I mean. Okay, so, like, I feel like Loki is a completely different character at this point because I feel like the fact... And and maybe it is, uh, like, a, a facade. Like, maybe it is, like, him just kind of putting on a face. But, like, if he is truly in his heart, like, what he's doing, like, he's caring about somebody other than himself. Like, to me, if 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 that is all genuine, which I know we can't say for sure is or isn't, then to me... Loki has developed in a humongous way. And and in a lot of ways, if they then took him from exactly where he is and put him right back into the timeline where uh, he left, like the rest of his story would make a lot of sense because we do see him kind of turn lighter kind of towards the end of his life in the MCU that we know. Um, Sure. But, I mean, there's always still that manipulation. But, like, yeah, I feel like this is a like a total turn like and again i know we we kind of were on the same page on episode five but like you know I, tonight i rewatched episode five and six just so i could kind of get really into it and like again that part where like mobius says bye to him in episode five and he reaches out his hand to shake his hand and he just like pulls him in for a hug like honestly man like fuck i, I had a tear like again yeah, I, like and to me it's I, just I, like I it's it's interesting for me to to see in loki like what it means to have someone that like you care about and like somebody that like he really appreciates like the fact that he could have just been like all right see ya and the fact that he was like thank you like honestly man like like it just like yeah. it pulls at me in a humongous way because it's like to see somebody who's so broken sure be able to like establish a real connection is like it's really like it's heartwarming to me it is like it's just I never had that emotional pull for him. Like, um, I'm a very emotional person. I, I cry very easily in a lot of things, but it just didn't tug at my heartstrings in any way. Like I, 
I, I think it's mostly because Night Chris. he always had that person Sorry. in Thor. Yeah. Yeah, I guess. Thor I loved guess him endlessly. Thor yeah. Thor wanted to protect him. Thor wanted him to do the right thing. And his parents both wanted him to do the right thing and, and you know, loved him and well, his adopted parents. But um, I, I never got the dynamic between him and Mobius in that way where, like, he's known the guy for a week, you know, or whatever, like yeah, yeah. the time frame of the show, a month. And all of a sudden he has a, such a, a, such a, you know, friendship with this man that he's completely you, changed his personality. Wouldn't, wouldn't that though, like in that circumstance, like when you look at, I mean, maybe, but like his whole world would literally just ended. So it's like now, like he's, he's in this place where like, there's nowhere to go. And like, you know, his life is going to be different forever. And, and you know, for him to be able to like connect with somebody on a different level in at that kind of time, like to me, I think that's says a lot, right? And it's not like, you know, their relationship isn't really like a blossoming friendship, but it's just like you can appreciate what they do for each other. It's like they're yeah. constantly sticking their neck out for each other, even though they're constantly questioning. Well, I guess Mobius more than Loki, questioning like, man, am I being so stupid in doing this or like? You know right. what I mean? It, it's just, uh, yeah, I don't know. I, I, I love the connection between the two of them. And like, I bought it like in a big way. I did see the chemistry. I did feel the chemistry with, with Loki and Loki, with Loki and Sylvie. Yeah. Um, yes. but like, yeah, I mean, I don't know. Like, I feel like it's one of those things where like, if it, they had to go back to hating each other next season just for good antics, like they could and it would work because I, I feel like they do have good chemistry. It's just like, it's kind of awkward a little bit. Well, they're trying like, to set it up to be that will they, won't they relationship, right? Yes, like, totally. It's, it's the same thing as like office fans, right? Like yep, with Jim the and Jim Pam. and Pam dynamic of, of that's what made the first three, four seasons of The yes. Office so good was yes. you wanted Jim and Pam together and you never knew if they were finally going to hook up. And then, you know, watching the, 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 the tension, the sexual tension between them throughout the first, you know, three, four seasons of that show is yeah. that's what made you love those characters. And I think that's what they're trying to set up is like, she backstabbed him at the end. So he's going to be kind of bitter about that in the next season. And they're setting it up. So like, you know, they're kind of distant at the beginning of the next season, probably. And then they reestablish that connection through whatever drama happens in the next season. And then by the end of the next season, you're back at the same spot of like, Oh, you want them together or yeah, you know, whatever. But yeah. Um I don't know. I like I said, I, I really liked the episode, but I felt like there was a lot of threads that weren't answered, which is fine because they're setting it up for the second season. But yep. it also felt like I don't really know where it's heading for a second season. I don't know how you do a second season with all these, you know, the next three or four movies in the in the MCU all dealing with time travel, you would assume that a lot of the, these these storylines are going to be answered within those movies. Did I not um, hear that uh, Loki's going to be in Multiverse of Madness, though, right? Did you hear that? I didn't see that, no. Oh, maybe that's not true but, then. But I thought I read I that. don't know. Um, I know that Kang is the villain of Quantumania. Yeah. Um, oh, is he? I didn't know that. Oh, cool. Yeah, apparently. Nice. Nice. That's that, great. To me, that's better he, than Nightmare. I think they were going to do Nightmare, so that, that's better to me. I don't know everything. I, I just read that 
it was announced that uh, I believe his name was Jonathan Majors uh, yeah. was cast in in Ant Man and or Ant Man Wasp Quantumania, or whatever the fuck they're calling it. Oh right, um, sorry, Quantumania is Ant Man. Yes, I did know that yeah. he was the bad guy for that. Sorry, I thought right. I was so I thought you meant Doc- Doctor Strange. My bad. No, no, no. Um, but my assumption is that in all like Doctor Strange, Spider Man, and Ant Man and Wasp. Either within the credit scene or some part of that movie, Kang's gonna be involved in manipulating the situation. Like, I don't know how you set this guy up as like the alt, the next big villain without him having some thread within all these movies. But then well, when are we gonna get Loki season two? Like, we gotta I, be at I least don't a year or two out. about that because I mean I think they'll just throw them in where it makes sense, whether it's like an after credit scene. And again, I feel like they can do slow build with this, right? Like you know, if you think about even just what's on deck right now, it's like if they decided they're going to put together another ensemble movie, where are you going to put that? Like they literally have. Well, that's what I mean. It's like <laughs> I don't think we're going to get Loki season two next year. It, I mean, I don't know. It's hard to say. It seems like the, the slate's pretty full. And again, we've discussed this before as well. Is like when all of these inevitably do well. What yeah. happens when you need season two and season three and season four and you well, have all these other new ones coming out? That's too, what I'm right? saying. Is like yeah. I, I don't think we'll get Loki season two next year. I have a feeling Loki season two is going to be like summer 2023 after all these Phase Four movies are basically out. I could see them doing a Loki season two. Like I think the tendrils stemming from this first season are going to be felt within the next five six movies, and yes. then they're going to do a Loki season two as like how it kind of ends yeah, this storyline leading into phase five. Yeah. Totally. Um, I think their problem is, is they have so much on the go. Like we know that, you know, we still have that apparently this year, we still have She-Hulk and um, Ms. Marvel. And, or I don't know if She-Hulk is necessarily this year, but also um, um, uh, Hawkeye. Oh, that's right. We're supposed to have Hawkeye too. I forgot about that. I can't remember. Is it is it Hawkeye and She Hulk this year or a Hawkeye and Miss Marvel, Marvel this year? But Miss Marvel. Okay, so then next year we st- we have you know whatever three other shows that are supposed to come out. She Hulk. Um, I don't even remember what else. There's two or three other shows, and then where do you fit mm-hmm. in these four movies? And then season two of like you know any of these shows? Like it's just there's too much content. So at some yeah. point, um. They're going to do the Stranger Things slash, you know, all these Netflixy shows where there's like a two year break in between seasons because, you know, they need that that time to set up the next show and set up the plot lines and yeah. set up, you know, the story and whatever. I got to um, say, it's great that Mercury More Customs is here because he's like loaded with information. So <laughs> he said, Kevin Feige said there won't be an Avengers movie for a while. He also said right. that there's been huge rumors that Loki's in uh, the next Doctor Strange, but nothing is confirmed yet. And yeah, he made, I, I heard... about, he made a good point about Mobius. He said, but with Mobius, they both proved each other wrong and they respect that in each other. Even in Ragnarok, Thor still keeps believing Loki will trick him, but Mobius 100% trusted him and Loki saw that. It's good. Good yeah. point. Good point. That's, that's, that's fair. Um, no, I did see that there's no plans for an ensemble movie until probably Phase 5. Like late that makes phase sense. Five. Again, it's, it's good, to, good to give it a rest. Yeah, I think I think by the end of Phase Five, we'll get Young Avengers as the next Avengers movie. Oh, that would make sense, and that'd be good because you can build up slowly to that, right? 
yeah, I think I think that's what they're setting up. I think I honestly think that Phase Five will will see the beginning entries of X Men and Fantastic Four, and then they'll set up a Young Avengers. And I think at some point they might even have like an Avengers versus X Men or or something in that way where the mutant problem is like a big thing and the government steps in, kind of setting up like Civil War two yeah. type type division. Yep. Um. I know. I think there is a Civil War too somewhere in the comics. Isn't there? Yeah, there there is. There was also yeah. X Men versus Avengers, which is basically exactly what you're saying. <laughs> yeah, like so. my assumption is that's where it's going to head. Yeah, I think with Kang, they're definitely going to set up Apocalypse as like the big bad of the X Men universe at some point. Probably like one of the early setups for the for like you know the first trilogy of X Men movies yeah, or whatever. Yeah. So that'd be awesome. I'd love to see Apocalypse or Mister Sinister would be great. Yeah. And, and yeah, we could see like, you know, all these, I mean, I think they're going to try to bring in a lot of these characters as, as like the villains. And, um, I don't know. I, I, yeah, I think we'll, we'll be waiting a while for Young Avengers. Like, I think it will be like 2026. It excites me, but it also, uh, worries me. And I don't want to get too into that because we could, we'll talk about it next week on Black Widow. Yeah. But, uh, I don't want to spoil anything. So. Yeah. Me, me neither. Me neither. Yeah. So, um, uh, Mercury More Customs is saying, I believe we're going to be getting an Avengers, Young Avengers and the Thunderbolts or Dark Avengers. Yes. I, I think that's kind of where we're going to be yeah. heading to. So I um, definitely see a Dark Avengers kind of thing happening here. So yeah. especially now that without spoiling anything, then I hate it. Especially because now that we've seen them reintroduce Abomination in uh, that last Shang Chi yeah. trailer yeah. too, like there's your Hulk of the bunch, right? So, yeah, no, I agree with you. Yeah. Um, so yeah, there was a couple things I thought were weird. I, I mean, I thought it was cool, but like, did you notice on the intro, like the Marvel intro, where it shows the Marvel? I didn't like the intro. That's so weird. Do you know why they did that? I don't. I didn't. I well, because like, they're showing the timeline. At the beginning of the I show, know, right? But you could have picked better. better I, I found it very bizarre. <laughs> I didn't. I didn't think it was edited well. Um, it just seemed like a yeah, real yeah. mixer of of choice quotes to put in, like and maybe <laughs> like it's a there's a reason off, behind bro. that. Like what? That's. I mean, is that yeah. really what we're gonna pick for Star Lord's best quote? That's a dance yeah. off, bro. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I also felt it was funny that. They're really like showing us that the Infinity Gauntlet doesn't matter in any way because w- even when Miss Minutes was offering Loki to be reinserted, she's like, "We can give you uh, the throne, uh, Battle of New York. You want to kill Thanos? We can kill Thanos. You want the Infinity Gauntlet? We'll give you the Infinity Gauntlet." Like yeah. Yeah. this is all just like throwaway. Like nobody cares about any of this shit. So I found it very like they're really saying like that 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 whole. Um, story arc done. is done over we don't yeah. care about it anymore we're moving on yeah um they get the in a drawer <laughs> yeah well i mean they showed that already right but like just the way they're like willing to basically like toss out the infinity gauntlet as like not meaningful in any way i'm just like okay well clearly you're ready to step on and step forward with you know your next your next big villain and whatever and yeah i like the fact that like you know kang could like manipulate time in a way where he knew everything that was going to happen and could step away from their strikes and everything like that. I was like, that's a cool, different way of introducing a, a villain where, you know, he isn't, he isn't like immortal because yeah. of 
a, a, a power really he's immortal because he already knows what's going to happen and can predict what's going to happen and like that's an interesting take on something like yeah, I, I, enjoyed I agree that i agree um and then what else was there I, I i guess my only uh yeah so like i said earlier my issue with is not having a post credit i feel like there yes. so the post credit scene for anybody who i mean i hope everybody watched just basically said loki season two is coming at you sooner at yes. some point but honestly, man, like, are we wasting post-credit? Like, I mean, we literally do post-credit scenes. I was disappointed that there wasn't a mid, or the, sorry, there wasn't a post-credit, and the mid was just wasted on that. And I'm just like, yeah. are we just at the point now where we're just not doing these, or like... I found it bizarre. I also don't understand, as from a marketing standpoint, when you know that you have the majority of the hardcore fans' eyes on a product, why would you not take that opportunity to set up the next thing? It doesn't make any sense to me. And maybe not what if necessarily. Like, don't, I don't think that needs to be set up, but you could definitely have done a, a Shang-Chi setup. You could have definitely done a Doctor Strange setup. Like, all of Kang's lair thing, his castle and whatever, was very Doctor Strange-esque. Yeah, yeah. And to me, it's like, why wouldn't you, st- I mean, maybe that they don't have any footage finished, you know, special effects wise or whatever for that movie yet, or I don't know. But like, even Spider-Man, Spider-Man's coming out and, five months we don't even have a trailer i just like the the way i kind of look at it is like i kind of use the post credit and the mid credit stingers as things that like don't need to be relevant to what like like we we talk about building characters up like in advance and it's like that's where we should be dropping that kind of stuff like that, right, but like, that stuff makes sense. It doesn't need to go with the show. It just needs to further M- the MCU along. Right. And that's what I mean. It's like, think of Iron Man 2, I think it was, at the very end of Iron Man 2, when all it showed was a desert scene and then, then seeing Thor's hammer. Yeah. Or what, I mean, maybe it was Iron Man. I don't remember what movie it was. Yeah, I, I think it was remember, but I know what you're talking about, yeah. Um, and then it just showed the desert scene and, and Agent Coulson coming in and going, oh, look at this. And then there's Thor's hammer in the middle of a desert with the the symbol and um to me i'm like that's all you had to do is yeah. you could have shown something really cool that set up the 10 rings yeah you could have showed something really cool that set up um all the multiverse of spider-man and going like oh now that the timeline splintered all off like how hard would it have been to show uh andrew garfield you know sw- like a spider-man swinging through new york and then he lifts his mask off and it's andrew garfield or something like that yeah and then you go oh holy shit like they're really setting up you know, multiverse type shit. Like you could have done so many cool little things and you chose to just show a stamp on a page that said Loki season two coming. Like it just seems like, well, that's a complete waste of time. Well, I, I don't know. I, I, it get, wasn't- I get what Mercury more customs is saying. He said that um, he, he likes that they did it because it uh, leaving it as a cliffhanger or sorry, I actually like that they did that because the ending is such a cliffhanger I needed to be to just end there. And like I do agree that the ending was great as it is, but like I yeah. said, like it doesn't need to be Loki related. It could be something else. And like, you know, I, totally agree. I, I feel like this would have been the best time to draw like I, I'm surprised we haven't got a Spider-Man trailer at this point. Because honestly, like all it needs, like now there's a reason, like we know that Andrew and and Toby are gonna be Spider-Man variants. We know that those are different variants of Spider-Man. So it's like, it's yep. it, like now is literally the time to, to drop it. Like, yep. I, I don't, 
I don't understand what they're waiting for. And it didn't, like I said, it didn't have to be a trailer. It could have been a, a 12 second scene yeah. of just showing Dr. Octopus or something walking through Tom Holland's version of Spider-Man. Like even just, Spider even just, New York. even, even just Tobey Maguire, Spider-Man in a Daily Bugle newspaper flapping in the wind and then the claw just coming in and grabbing it and pulling it off screen. That would be right. Like just something that fans go, oh shit, wow, that's awesome! I can't wait. I'm excited for that. Like yep. again, I, I I'm not a guy that's super into like the hype cycle of pushing things, but something like that where it makes you like, oh yeah, I can't wait to 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 see Spider Man. Like Spider Man's coming. It's it's they've always done that lore building of like here is the next thing coming. Here is yep. you know we're building towards the Avengers. Here's Samuel Jackson trying to sign up everybody for the Avengers. Here's um you know Winter Soldier hidden in the background of the scene like or whatever like little small things like that that set up the next movie the next show the next you know 10 movies of like here's thanos sitting on a throne but we don't even show you thanos you know like right all those little things throughout the mcu have been always there and to to have the season finale of loki not have a credit scene other than season two is coming it's like well that's a complete waste we always got that tagline at the end of the movies as iron man will return in avengers iron man will return in you know whatever or captain america will return in um, in age of ultron like they always had those singers at the end is guardians will return like yeah it's nothing new yeah yeah, I don't know. But I mean, overall, I would say, like, the season, I liked it. I thought it was pretty good. I thought it was good for the MCU. I feel like this is the first one where, like, the ramifications of what have happened are actually going to be infected, like, impacting, um, you know, the greater MCU. So, um, I feel like this is kind of one of the ones where, like, you probably won't be able to get the full grasp of the next Spider-Man or the Doctor Strange movie if you haven't watched this. Like, oh, clearly. <laughs> I feel like this is going to kind of play as like a prequel to those movies. So it's kind of like... Yeah. I think they're the first one clearly like, showing with Black Widow's end stinger that all this stuff is going to be intertwined. And if yes. you miss one of these shows and miss one of these movies, out. you're not going to understand fully what's happening. Totally. Um, but... Um, I do think that they Loki could easily be a character in all these future movies and then that could be like the pause of we don't need to have a season 2 next year we could have Loki show up in three of these movies as like the lead TVA guy or whatever I don't know if that's what they're willing to do but you could do small snippets of TVA pulling the strings of some of these future shows or some of yeah. these future movies. And that's why they delay season two till 2023, 2024, whatever the case may be. Like we don't necessarily need a Loki season two next summer. Yeah, um, if they're going to be so intertwined, you can have characters show up in all these products. And that's, that's the dangling carrot to push the show out a year or yeah. two. Yeah. Yeah, totally. Um, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Anything else other than that? Like, I don't know. I don't I don't know what we missed. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, overall, the movie, the, the, the finale didn't really have a ton of action, per se. No, it was it almost very dialogue. Like, it almost felt like a bottle episode in the sense that we spent the majority of the, the episode sitting in front of a desk talking. Yeah, it was very, very Tarantino-esque, dialogue-heavy. Yeah, very. You know, it it definitely reminded me of the Matrix. Like, uh, I don't know, I think astonishing or somebody said that earlier. Of like, yeah, astonishing. Um, the very end of 
you know, whatever the second movie of the Matrix where he's just sitting in front of, of the desk talking for 40 minutes of the movie. Like, yeah, um, it was very much a lore building episode. I feel like they wasted probably an episode and a half or two episodes out of the six where if they would have pushed the plot along in every episode in a bigger way, I think we could have got a lot more done throughout the season. Um, overall, I think it's a gr- great show. I don't think it was bad in any way. I think I liked Falcon and Winter Soldier more. Hmm. Um, and I wouldn't have thought that at the beginning of Loki, because I think the first two episodes in the last episode of Loki were really, really solid. But I feel like the middle of the season really Dipped. slowed things down. But um, I'm excited to see where it goes. I, I love I love the weirdness of it. I love, you know, the soundtrack's awesome. Um, yeah, I, I, I love the weird time travel you know, sci-fi aspect of this world now. Like, I've always been a big sci-fi guy. I've always loved those type of, you know, time travel type things like Back to the Future and The Matrix and all those style of things. So um, this is right up my alley. And like, I, yeah. I'm, I'm in, I'm, I'm excited, you know. Yeah, I like to see, I like, I like the direction we're going. Uh, but yeah, again, we'll talk a bit about it next week. But yeah, I do have concerns about um, fatigue in yep. some areas of the MCU. So I hope that we can kind of move past that. And, you know, um, but, but I mean, yeah, as a whole, I think I like this better than I liked Captain, than I liked Falcon and Winter Soldier, but not by yep. an astonishing amount or anything. Like, you know, yep. if I was going to compare the series out of 10, I'd probably say this was like an eight. I'd probably say Winter Soldier and Falcon was like a seven. And I'd probably say WandaVision was like a six and a half or a seven, maybe, or. Yep. I'm somewhere in the same same areas as you. I, I think I'd give WandaVision a little higher than a six, but I'd say like I just seven, didn't like seven, how five, we ended eight. with with WandaVision. I felt like they left yeah. a lot unanswered on that one. Like, I agree. Yeah, I assume they're they're setting that up for Doctor Strange. Yeah, I, but, I guess so. Yeah. Um, why does soup suck so badly? That's my last question. Why does what soup suck? Why do people like soup? Well, I'll tell you, I eat soup twice a week because I fast two days a week and it's the only thing I'm allowed to eat because I'm only allowed to have 600 calories a day. So those days. So I have shitty I, I soup that, get, that is like no calories and it's just enough to like make me say, mmm, substance. But you enjoy it? like? No, I don't enjoy it. But it's No, it's, that's one thing is I don't understand people that enjoy soup. I don't understand people who spend a lot of money on like a big fancy soup because I'm like, you're gonna be hungry in five minutes. Like that's just the way soup. It is. just tastes like hot. There's no taste to soup. It's it's like, it's just hot liquid. It's it's. I don't understand the appeal of hot liquids. I'm sorry. You know, what I like sucks. cold, refreshing liquids. <laughs> Why have a hot liquid when you can have a bubbly? <laughs> bubbly. Bubbly. Mm. The only refreshing drink. I think oh. that's gonna. I'm pretty sure that that's gonna take over uh, the Michael Bublé advertisements for them. I'm pretty sure. We just did it. <laughs> if I see my face on a commercial at any point, yeah. <laughs> Tomato soup sucks. I'm sorry, Mercury. No, tomato soup is the worst soup. <laughs> no, you don't eat tomato soup. Grilled like cheese, soup. excellent, excellent. I like tomato soup, and I like it with grilled cheese. You dip it in, it's good. Mm. 
No, here's an idea. Ketchup. It's like tomato soup, but that good. Good. Um, yeah, I think that's it. I think that's the end of the episode. I, I can't think, think of anything else. I think you might be right. Okay. So next week, Black Widow. Next week, Black Widow. I'm excited to talk Black Widow with you, especially after watching it again. I definitely have more things to complain about. <laughs> I, I'll watch it again probably next Friday. Um, but yeah, I, I, I don't know. I, we'll see. I, I think we'll have a lot to say about it. It'll be interesting. I have some good stuff to say, too. I'm not totally negative, Nancy, but I definitely have lots of things where I'm like, what's the deal with this? Yeah, no. <laughs> Is that your Jerry Seinfeld impression? As half. Yeah. <laughs> I, like, um, slightly committed to it. Yeah, you're, you're like, 4% committed. Um, <laughs> I got the words right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was just the words. That's it. Um no, I, I mean I'm not negative on it either. Like I, I like I said, I, I think it's fine. I, I'm I'm interested to watch it again to like really focus I in on it. certain aspects of it and type some notes and just really like get my mind right for it. But yeah. um it should be a fun episode regardless. And yeah, I, I hope so people too. come back and uh comment their their takes on the movie too. And uh, you know, thank you for everybody that's been commenting like crazy this yeah, episode. It's been good, good to have that dialogue. Right. It's nice to see that. Nice to see that. Yeah. So uh, I appreciate you guys coming out and um, hopefully uh, you follow us both over on Instagram and uh, on uh, YouTube at Customs by Matthew at Moose Milk Media. And uh, yeah, I hope everybody does a, has a great week and we'll see you next week. Peace out, everybody. Later, boys.